With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I said what you know about it. It's the stew, baby. Got the knees in plus. Yeah, it's too hot, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Food podcast. Samantha okay, yes. is in the house. Pickles is in the house. Andre Conoparo. I am in the house. in the house. I'm in the house. Today is Pickles, my dog. Eighth month birthday. Oh, okay, so you've gone down the rabbit hole then, apparently, with that <laughs> statement. Easily. <laughs> like, it's like it's your first girlfriend. Like, this is our, like... 14 month anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> 14 month anniversary. Sam does not like this line of jokes. Uh, it's Pickles. Eight. Happy birthday, Pickles. Pickles hit the groomer yesterday. She does look really good. Pickles smells amazing. She smells like uh, aisle three at Ralph's. From all my Ralph's heads who know what aisle three is going down. All the conditioners. Oh, God. All the shampoos. She has some fire in her belly this morning. I yeah. like it. Pickles good. She came to play today. I think I think our dog is going through the uh the terrible twos <clears throat> kind of right now. Mm. I would, I didn't mean terrible. She just seemed like she was ready to play. She's bouncing. Uh, well, anytime somebody time. comes over, it's it's party time. But she's, she's getting a little barky mm. at the door. She'll bark here and there. She's getting a little whiny in the morning. Oh, so she's a dog. <laughs> cool. <laughs> she's a dog. Cool. But she was so she was so good up until the last month or so, and now she's kind of. I think something's going on, but it's, it's normal. I think for the most part, it's a dog chat because you have welcome to my dog cast. Welcome to my dog cast. Um, <laughs> they have to learn yeah. to bark. So you got her as a puppy, and for a lot of times they are not real yippy barky until they get mm-hmm. a little bit older, and then they just become a normal dog. And then they met your they dogs. Oh hell no. <laughs> Yeah, my dogs are terrible. All right, keep it moving. <laughs> she came back to the house playing dice. You're like, what the hell? Pickles. I love the dogs. I but... didn't know you had a little tattoo underneath your eye. <laughs> <laughs> a lip tattoo? So, so mama can't see it? Mm, yeah, she had the, little, the, little, the inside <laughs> of the inside lip, lip tattoo. tattoo is such Rare a dog move. tattoo. Rare human tattoos. This mm-hmm. says trust no right, bitches. We'll keep it moving, Stewie. Tattoo. We'll keep it moving. I don't, I, not that I have like a great. Topic. What do you got, Stewie? Oh Jesus! Stewie's Christ. on. Stewie's ready to go. I just, rip, I just, I have a new lease on life. You have a new lease on life. New Did lease you on have life. A, a near-death experience? Uh, kind of. Your hair yeah. looks great this oh, morning. By your way. hair you does a look nice. A little. Yeah, I got a haircut. Looks nice on the side. Thanks, guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the best fifteen dollars I ever spent. Um, Highland Park's finest New York cuts. Holla at you, boy. Mm. Oh, across <laughs> my fine breakfast burrito. I gotta tie the food in. Yeah, sure. Bunny Fifty Two. Where to tie it in? Describe yeah. this breakfast burrito. Uh, the basics. Y- y- you know, they they give plenty of egg, which I really appreciate. They give a lot good of time egg. You give you tons of potatoes. They give good egg. Yeah, they give good egg. Potatoes are always nice and, and seasoned properly. 
Tasty bacon, but I gave this to Jason one time. The sausage is the move at Monica, too. It's super juicy. They, they you don't cut think of the sausage in the breakfast burrito, yeah. usually. It's a, it's a I'm sausage okay with it, link. but you don't think of it. Sausage and link, not a sausage patty, so it's got a, it's nice and too something. Oh, it's very good. Because the, the link in the burrito is not unlike juicier. a sushi tuna. Like, you're, you're kind of laying long strips No, of no, no. Things. It's chunked. It's, 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 oh, okay. it's a link sausage that I think they quarter after the fact. It's a chunked link. It's a chunky link. But it's not chunks breakfast of a sausage. Link. Uh, or maybe it is. I think too. It's not in this like a not in like a handmade patty okay. sense, but I mean, yeah. I was thinking like a hot link. It's kind of breakfast. It no, nah, it's breakfast sausage. It is breakfast. Yeah, okay. but it's you All know right. in the links shape, you know, Still with the casing mm-hmm. that is. Really describe this link. No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent the last five minutes describing it. It's bark. Uh, and what's that? Cre- you had it. I can't think. What's the seasoning in the crema? It's like a, like a chipotle cream. That's what it is. That's what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super simple. It's a little inconsistent on the size. Ooh. But it's like five bucks. Right. So I'm okay with crazy. inconsistent on the size. Really? If it's breakfast, sort of. you're like a who is if, if it's well, like, if that's your routine for breakfast and it's like up and down. Have you like, ever had one that you were like, I am not full? No. God no. See, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, as long yeah. as it's like mm-hmm. totally big no. enough normally mm-hmm. just to be enough for breakfast, then yeah. I think some burritos are just too damn big. Yeah. Like Lucky just Boy too Breakfast. Damn big. <laughs> People tell you to go to <laughs> this spot Lucky Boy in Pasadena, but they don't tell you that it's like the Fucking size of Jason's arm. The weight so big. of burritos is too damn high. It's like at least six pieces of bacon chopped up in there. Well, look, Ooh, the first thing someone insane. tells me when they say, like, they make the biggest burrito you've ever seen. I'm like, well, does good. it taste good? I have a feeling it doesn't taste that good right, if it's right, that right. big. It's like, it's like, it kind of really is like, yeah, yeah it's like not It's like buying added. a Hummer because it's really big. Like, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a tight car. It's no. just really big. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And speaking of burrito, I was reminded why. I wait in line at Taco Zone. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you went to El Flamin last night, I'm sure. Speaking of giant burritos. Yeah, what? but I, I went to Ariza's instead because my girlfriend lives right over there. It's right there at the last in San Diego Park. Girlfriend! Mm. And, uh, I got a chorizo burrito, and the chorizo's excellent, mm-hmm. but like the cheese isn't melted because it didn't spend any time on the plancha. Like Once you wrap the burrito, you got to like really seal the seams and, yeah. and do like all four sides. And that's why For sure. at, at Taco Zone, you're like, ah, it's taking a while. And then you're like, oh, duh, it's because they like do it right. And then Reza's like, I was like, shit, it came out so quick. Dude, I'm really hungry. I was like, oh, I wish it had taken longer to like put some love into this thing. Taco like, Zone's so tight. I don't think the rice, they, I don't even know if they used like, chicken broth in the rice. It was so white and, and, and bland. Like the details just were there. It was such a bummer. And the no, no, salsa I, game of the zone is just so on. There's the no weak link at the zone. Some people say the meat gets dry because it just like lives on the plancha. You know, like a little corner they have. Oh, like, really? Yeah, they like chop up the meat to go because it's so busy. And they, in some places, will cook the asada you know, order. per order. And it's so much better that way. So I don't really stick towards. I don't usually get beef related beef items at like Taco Zone too often. Unless it's Swadero because it's just so good that even if Swadero is just, dry, it's still good. I never get the asada at Tacos. That's why. I get the Suadero. Suadero. I've never noticed anything yeah. being dry. Yeah, if everybody doesn't know, it's just garlic it's bra- so, it's, brisket. It's, you just don't see it very often. No, not well done. So not hard to find. Like, it's such an uncommon meat on the list of things. The first, the only thing I think of is King Kako does it, bizarrely. King like, Taco does King it. King Kako has Suadero. See, For like, the listeners, uh, Suadero is brisket. Not necessarily. Oh, no? Correct. There is a there is a little bit of debate. I think okay. I think Suadero in the truest oh, definition shit. is oh, a specific, shit. very small part of the cow's meat of the stomach that's right by the udders, apparently. Oh, no. And some people will say it's brisket. Shit. Some people won't. But uh, 
I wonder. That's super interesting. I didn't know that. I just I've always assumed because I've always seen it described as brisket. Yeah, so yeah, wonder is it's a thin the... cut of beef from the intermediate part of the cow between the belly and the leg. Shit balls. Noted for having a smooth texture rather than muscle grain. Typically fried and uses taco filling, also known as matambre. Matambre sounds like a coke dealer from an 80s action movie. <laughs> yeah. My name is Matambre. Matambre. That's a family you don't fuck with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Juarez's connection. Yeah. You may have seen me on the documentary, Mind of a Chief. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's more similar to a flank steak than a, uh, than a brisket. Huh. Damn. But a lot Crazy. of places will just call brisket suadero. Right. Because oh. it's kind of like, you know. It'll, it'll it'll be like ooh suadero, and yeah. it's like it's been cooking all day, so you can't really exactly tell what it is. You That's know? the deal, yeah. Yeah, it's always braised, so I just assumed. But I feel like Taco Zone might be a place that that does it legit. It's so fun. Oh, so good. I mean, and if it's not legit, I don't care. Yeah. that's what I want. My yeah, suadero to taste like. And, really and, uh, personally, it's just got to be it, it, it's it's a couple with cheese. So suadero in a molita form or suadero in quesadilla form. In a burrito, it's a little too intense because you get bless you, you just get so much suadero throughout that burrito. It's just like you don't have something to balance it out. It's like like I couldn't just eat a bowl of suadero. It's so intense. So I am rich. not a quesadilla fan, and I <laughs> always get a suadero quesadilla. The quesadilla, the, the, the oh, yeah, taco is the best because mm. of the fact that they're I don't know their cheese is just so gooey but not too gooey and it's like not too salty. <clears throat> Well, speaking of the opposite of these authentic burritos, I went to El Flaming Taco last night. <laughs> Still jamming, bro. And had the pastrami burrito, which is a giant five-pounder. Beast. Man. Do you bring, like, a little Red Rider truck with you, like, pulling behind you because <laughs> you're only two blocks away to bring it back? I use it as, a, as like, a little kettlebell. <laughs> to you just do exercises to try with and work it off. In the bag still? That helps, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, too it's hot to touch. It's not it's not as long as like a Chipotle burrito, but it's the girth on it is the weight is it, it's almost a square. It's almost a perfect square, but uh, it's just a pound of pastrami, thin sliced on the grill, French fries, cheese, and avocado. Four twenty friendly and four twenty friendly indeed. AF, is on a, is bro. it the menu at El Flamin? There's a four twenty menu. Yeah, well, it, menu? it used to be there. There was like, here's the menu. It's just like tacos, burritos, mulitas. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like here's like the ten different kinds of Mexican food. Here's the ten different meat fillings, and then that's it. You, know, you just pick whatever you want, and then they would have a 420 menu on the side. That's like all for like the, the white people who are stoned. And then I think in like a year ago, they're like, eh, the whole menu is 420 friendly. Like we're this is all, right. and right. so it's yeah. yeah. The idea being that they kind of give you a jump start on ideas that you didn't even know you wanted. Like mm-hmm. pastrami with french fries. Yeah. Exactly. You did not know you wanted it, but you want it. But, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's like getting a, a pastrami hoagie, except there's less bread and more pastrami. It's kind yeah. of, like, genius, to be honest. It's awesome. It's a great application. And with, with like, a couple little tweaks, it would you would not, if you didn't put salsa on it, it, it would have nothing to do with Mexican food whatsoever. Well, the... The French fry in the burrito, I mean, I just love a French fry in anything, whether it's a sandwich, speaking of hoagies. So there's this place called Primanti Brothers in Pittsburgh that's famous mm. for their sandwiches. And basically, it's in an industrial district, warehouse district, where all the truckers came through early morning, late nights, 
long hauling. Mm-hmm. And so they invented the sandwich. It was basically everything in a sandwich. So it's like whatever meat you want, coleslaw, french fries, on a hoagie so they could eat it with one hand. Sick. And Exactly. And so then <laughs> I was looking on Uber Eats yesterday, and uh, I'll have to look it up, but somebody in L.A. is doing a Pittsburgh-style hoagie like that with, fr- with like choice of meat, french fries, coleslaw. And I think the one on the menu that they were serving had, um, it was like turkey, turkey breast, French fries, coleslaw, lettuce, tomato, mayo, on a nice like French roll. So, point being is, if I see French fries in a burrito or in a sandwich, I get real excited. I think uh, I just looked it I up. Steel it. City Sandwich Truck. Is yeah, what it yeah. appears to be in LA. Maybe they're catering for Uber Eats then, but yeah, it's awesome. As long as you that sandwich fries, is right. so good. Yeah, that's a bummer because if you get it and it's not executed well, it's a real. Drag. And the Greeks do it too. Yeah, like really commonly they'll throw a couple fries in a gyro, mm. which is yeah. again it, makes me very happy. Or even like a dune, they have like fries, but they're really thin strips. Oh those, yeah, yeah, those are really yeah, nice. Right. Almost like little crunchitos. When you do like uh, fried <laughs> tortillas on a on a Southwest salad, it's kind of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with potatoes, crunchitos. crunchitos, or the or the sesame stick in the whole food salad. Bar. Oh, honey sesame. Whoop. Um, I'm I'm a little I'm I have a slight hangover from last night. God, okay, yep. Hey, what happened? Nothing. No, just when Maggie's mom shout out Kathy, miss you, love you. She was like, you guys are always hungover. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> Look at it's the two dudes across the table. I from haven't me. been hungover on this podcast in so long. What up, mom? <laughs> yeah, I party. Yeah, I danced. <laughs> I danced last night, yeah. mom. <laughs> We're, we are in LA, mom. Anyway, I'm just kidding, but. Um, but also, we do this very often after you guys are working and doing a night of it's true. the clip. It's true. It's part of the job, Mom. <laughs> That's not true. I had a few beers. I forgot I had some beers last night. Well, okay. what would you do? So slightly stung. Andre's too. girlfriend's mom. What would you do if you went to a party and it had free champagne open bar? Oh! Free bang. grilled cheese truck. Free Kogi truck. Ooh. This is why I'm wondering how you so went to good. El Flamin oh, after oh, all this, by the way. Yeah, Adidas party. I was like, boys. whose birthday did you go to that got two trucks and had an open bar? Shoemakers. There was also the Cool House ice cream sandwich truck for free. But I, I only had one taco. I didn't, I didn't really fill up. Yeah. But the free champagne, Yeah, nothing gets it going like that. Deadly. Like a headache going? Yeah. yeah. Or a hangover. Let's that. be clear. Kathy parties <laughs> and has partied much in her life. She's so a she ripper. shouldn't be wagging that finger. No, no, no. <laughs> Kathy okay. calling you out. I mean, we're doing this. It's not like we're like hiding our head under the pillow. I we're, think we're, one we're, reason we're, to to mention that like, people kind way. of like to hear it. They can relate to it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like it's like a little water cooler talk. Like, eh, Todd went on last night, guys. We're bringing you in the inside. Yeah, this bringing is how the inside. sausage is made. And then whoever's listening is like, I've. I've partied before. I've, I've had, had champagne. I've had champagne before, before so I, this is, this is very relatable. I want free drinks. <laughs> I really liked your mention of Rave Slave on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that made me very happy. Rave Slave. It just came out. Just came out of nowhere. <laughs> out. Uh, uh, but I, my ex- great revelatory experience is that I realized we're, Burger Lords, we're going to be at Coachella in the VIP booth next to uh, the homie. Jesse from Free Range, mm-hmm. but um, nice. I am staying That's home and sandwich. not going. Uh, I'm not going, so I, so I can watch over the restaurant. You're gonna stay home. I'm gonna stay home, which oh, is great. Because, super tight because it's. I was kind of going insane every second. It's like just going back and forth between Burger Lords, the physical, and Burger Lords, Coachella. Yeah. Like I couldn't even focus. I couldn't think. 
And it's like, oh, we have a podcast? Like, no, I can't fit that into my brain. And now I've, it just feels like a part, my whole brain is a We're going to do a live pod everything. in Coachella, though, so you're going to have to go so for that. Yeah, you're, we're going to have to go. That's now, if we go, I'm just going to GNR pit and I'm bailing kooks. Oh. <laughs> Guns and Roses. GNFNR. For our listeners who might not know. Come on, man. Um, it's a food podcast. I, I found that people. Like I am not the person that likes to do those big live events or be at like a live like when I'm doing commercials or whatever and it's at like a big festival. People, lo- some people live for that. They live for that kind of energy and chaos oh, yeah. and are super excited to do it. I'm the exact opposite, and I would so much rather just like get something that's controllable and an environment that I can set up and like you know get a nice place to sit down, a little shade. I think there's two types. I'm not saying that you're either one of those. It's obviously you were having to deal with both at the same time, which is a nightmare. It was tough. But I found myself I do not like the chaos of something like that. Well, I'd be down to go if the if when we I'm had working. the if I was working it and I knew that we had been open for a year, we had it, all the, the the staffing in place where I can leave for 3 days and mm-hmm. not four no, 5 days. We'd be out of the first week I'd be there from Wednesday till Monday. So that long of not being there, or if you was if you were giving a food me truck, crazy and that was anxiety. Your only business, sure. Oh yeah, just like your LA location closes and you just go out there. Oh, you'd be stupid not to. Anybody with a food truck that wants to go, that you have to go. We're we're super lucky that that they want us. I mean, mm-hmm. people were saying, oh, nice "You guys have been wanted. open. You guys have been open for five months." It's like, is there like a guest list? Like other people that have food trucks, like I want to go. Like how the, how are you guys going? It's like. And we're just, you know, thankful and appreciative. Because uh, we're it's sick. Be great. I guess mm-hmm. we're sick. I don't know. Um, but it's it's a great opportunity, and I would be happy to go and do it. But I'm happy to stick around and sleep in my own bed and make yeah. sure everything's cool here. I was I I went and had lunch yesterday at Amboy. Oh and yeah, hung out with Alvin from Exlet, and he's going to be out there. He is. Oh yeah. That's yeah, right, they're he gonna, he's going to be out there, and they're going to be doing. I'm, I'm. They'll probably. I'm assuming be doing Exlet stuff. Or maybe not. I think he's just like... Or maybe he's just doing pop-up stuff. I think he's doing pop-up and uh, like doing some some dinners. Like yeah, More yeah. sit-down dinners for yeah, the higher-ups. I don't think he's doing feeding the masses. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Sorry. I think he's doing private stuff. Sorry, noobs. Sorry. And that's kind of a, up your spot, and he, he was kind of talking to me about it, his good idea of like sort of brokering the dinners there where like he'll set up the infrastructure. Because like they, they, you have to pay to get a booth in Coachella because your potential of making money is very high. Oh yeah, there's a commission they take. So they'll they'll take a cut so he'll he'll just get five chefs and he'll get the space and get everything in there and then those chefs will pay him X amount of dollars to use it all. Yeah. And then Everyone's kind of happy. It's a percentage, yeah. Yeah, it's but a good, it's a good it's deal. exposure if you're up and comer. Yeah, and when he was on the podcast, I think it's less Machiavellian to make money and more that he just really likes the energy of other mm-hmm. chefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, which is the huge part of opening no, up his pop-up space. And boy, too, so he's not like, Ugh, you're not gonna let me rent this space and you do all the work. He's not gonna make the dough like he would have made if he had eggs left there still. Right. It's just like insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that and boy. Amboy is fantastic. Oh, great. I feel like they, uh, you know, it's a, it's a classic Filipino, quick grab and go lunch spot. But like the menu that he has going on is, is like the ideal sort of on trend healthy eating, super clean and format. Just super like flavorful, simple, well uh, well sourced proteins, cooked simply. You know, gr- lots of grains, veggies, legumes. 
I mean, and you know, there's no, there's no dairy, there's no cheese, there's no bread. It's just like a very satisfying meal, and it's all sort of whole ingredients. Mm-hmm. Looks beautiful. Comes out wrapped in a banana leaf, and super affordable. Super affordable, it's, and crazy hot sauce. I mean, I'm right there. Hot sauce that I'm into yeah, right now more than great. sriracha. For me, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a skill to take your lunch break. Or get a lunch and then go back to work, you know, to eat the right thing. And Amboy's, yep. Amboy and Pock Pock are my go-tos. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard. For me, it's hard. Because I have all these, you know, like Little Jewel of New Orleans is right there. But like, oh, God. you gutted. After a mango. Yeah, I feel like a lot, Chago, of people, after. a lot of people can, so good, who though. are listening can, can sort of relate to that lunch break. You have an hour and then you have to factor in mentally like, all right, it's going to take me. I can go to the place around the corner that's kind of shitty. But I'll be able to like get there in two minutes, sit down, eat it, yeah. rest. But it's not gonna be that good. Or I could go to the place that's 17 minutes away, that's super good. But then I'm gonna have to scarf it down in five minutes because I have to get right back in the car and go back to work. Tough, tough times back for our uh, nine to fivers listening. But we do yeah. it for you guys. Yeah. So well, you also it becomes like if you're not super in your job or if it's kind of like monotonous. The lunch is the one thing that you can make special. You yeah. choose what you want. And, your time. Nice. and by the time you get to it, you're like, you know what? Today's salad day. And then lunch hits. You're like, Mm-mm, I need something. I need yeah. something to make me You have me a happy. bad phone Today, call or something. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm yeah. getting that fry so burger. We're thinking shakies. I'm getting swadero yeah. fries. We're <laughs> 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 thinking mojos. Reader's Digest and mojo fries. Oh. <laughs> Reader's Digest and mojo potatoes? That a tough, that a tough day. Mojis. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. How many shakies do you think are left in California? I don't know. I one? think shake, shakies are around. There's one man. in West Hollywood, I know. There's, they have a lot of parties. Still open? Yeah. I think, I they're think they're that's all. The there's I there's probably yeah. like 10 in LA. People love shakies, dude. It's like a, such a sports spot where you can bring the fam, but you also get hammered drunk. I think too. if you're... <laughs> you also get blacked out. If well, it's like fancy people go to shakies. Fancy right. football people. That's like notorious. The one in, on Sunset. Oh, like, I thought you oh said, really? I thought you yeah. said fancy oh. people. Fancy people. <laughs> fancy well, actually, people, over no. there, like... Yes, some fans people get unfancy and go to Shakey's and watch. Your daily driver's to, to Little Caesar, but when, you want, when family's in town, you go to Shakey's. Shakey's. So you can sit down <laughs> when you got the parents. I think visiting. any place that has any type of all you can eat situation <laughs> yeah. or a buffet situation, you will always have like a core market For of sure. fat people yeah. <laughs> supplying you with income. Yeah. Like all you can eat Korean barbecue will right. always. Flourish, all you know, soup plantation. It's always, it's always popping. Yeah, it is. Whole food salad bar, not all you can eat, but it sort of has that feel. I'm at five ninety nine Thursday special. What is? Is there a place that does all you can eat? That's not. That that's not bad. I guess if you went to a janky all you can eat sushi place, if that existed. No, I mean like like is there a way to like have your business be all you can eat, but also delicious and. Well, you are successful. The one that no. I would think of, you just mentioned, is Korean barbecue. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's lousy Korean barbecue, and then there's good Korean barbecue. You know, like barbecue that I you're not like good enough. For well, when all you yeah. spend like when you go to a place where it, instead of being like fifteen bucks, it's kind of like twenty five or thirty, and yeah. you notice the meat's better, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is good. That's it's true. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Um, yeah, I think yeah, Korean barbecue is probably the one. But when you go with a bunch of people. And you do the numbers; it's usually not that much more expensive to go to a place that's not all you can eat. 
yeah. when you've got like six people and you have enough to buy a bunch of platters. The meat's better. Yeah. You just end up eating a little bit more banchan, which I like. But it just anyways. it just feels better so, to have that freedom, that safety net of never having to like mentally calculate like yeah. oh every time we get another plate of of meat it's it's another eighteen ninety nine. Right. Like that have that in the back of your head it can be a little little bit of a letdown. But when you know you can just be like Bring it on, bro. Chicken feet? Sure, I'll try it. Yeah. Squid squid brains? Let's get a platter. I don't give a <laughs> shit. They're gigantic. Weird. <laughs> no rice. But, yeah, I mean, uh, there's, you know, Vegas is famous for the buffets. And then you oh. see, like, when you drive by places, it's, like, Vegas-style seafood buffet. There's one on Western. And uh, there's always cars parked. And the oh, yeah, there's always bumping. people walking in. Are they there's one, uh, what's, there's the chain, too, the, the one that's by Glendale Galleria. Yeah. And those are always like, I think, kind of popular. What kind of food has the has the most loyal all you can eat fan base? I mean, Brazilians up there. I mean, most Brazilian meat restaurants, Cherascuros, are, are. I think that's how you pronounce. How do you pronounce them? I think it, maybe it's I close should enough. I should rephrase. What race of person? Oh, Jesus! Wow. <laughs> goes you have to answer that one yourself. Goes buddy. in on the all you can eat the hardest. People, white people in the Midwest who go to like um, country buffet, country or, hometown yep. buffet, home hometown buffet. I exactly. got nothing. Those are so popular. Oh, when I you're driving to the south. In so long. There's so many like ch- like official chain yeah. hometown buffets, and then bootleg like like you said, like homestyle ranch buffet, and mm. it's got like kind of the bootleg looking logo sh- that looks similar to it. We should go to one in Garden Grove mm. every once in a while. It's fucking bleak, man. <laughs> Even as a as like a a child teenager, it's like this doesn't feel right. <laughs> Even like, before you like knew it was what the difference between there. Getting, yeah, it was, it was just, just like pure guilt. It's like going to mass. It's like a cesspool of guilt. Like, it, was, it was kind ugh. of like like the buffet at a wake. I shouldn't perhaps. be doing. Yes, there was a cloud like over it, silence. and the wake is for yourself in the future it. for eating <laughs> there. Like the wake is like for your intestinal tract. Maybe music, maybe not even music playing inside there. It's <laughs> there, just, there's just like there's uh, not. Yeah, there's no music playing. Any sounds other than just like grumble. Like, yeah. have you ever? Just this time, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Just the sound of silence and uh, chafing dishes <laughs> being like, switched out, and everybody, everybody <laughs> in the in turn and in, in unison looks at whatever hot tray is coming out. Like. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Like the, the, the slow comes turn. out of the kitchen, like not yeah. No one's like, hey, what is that? No, Everyone's just, just like, like, have you guys ever cantaloupe? been to uh, like a catfish shack in cantaloupe. the south? <laughs> like all you can eat catfish? No, no those are great. Good, but that's really simple because you're basically like a lot of those things are on the water. Fish fry. They're yeah, it's like a, all you can eat fish fry, but the catfish is fresh and they're frying all like they're frying all your fish to order. Mm. Your mouth you mouth vinegar puppies, and they usually have like a really Good, but really shitty at the same time. Like, like sea not or salad buffet, where it's mm-hmm. like iceberg lettuce, ranch, shredded carrots, mm-hmm. and it's kind of actually fantastic too at the same time. And, it, and it, it's what you want in that at that time. Exactly, some crunch. I really want to try. Speaking of crunch, I really want to try the crunch. the shaved catfish. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Either. You freeze it. Is it's basically I, I saw it I think it was on Mind of a Chef or it was it was some some place in the South where that specializes in shaved catfish where it's basically like fish and chips, but the fish is is catfish and it's very very thinly sliced kind of like paper thin flat strips. Oh, so 
it's more batter than fish, kind of. So it comes out and it just looks like big chunks of like, I don't, you know, it's more realer than real. Fry balls. It's more realer, yeah. So it'll be like a like a five by five square of fish that's you know an eighth of an inch thick. It's just huh. a paper, and then they'll they'll kind of batter, yeah, or uh, you know. I don't know how they, they. I don't know if it's a batter and then a, a crust. It's almost like sand dabs when sand dabs are so thin. Yeah, kind right? of like kind like of like you that. can't get a big sand dab fillet. So you so. get so you get a Sounds huge delicious. basket of of fried catfish that's shaved, but it, you know you're eating like three ounces of fish, but it's just like a towering pyramid like of what? it, and you and you just eat it, and it's just like it's like tortilla chips made out of catfish. Well, that makes two oh, yeah, of us right. that wants to try it. That now, sounds. Jason. Yeah, I think it was. On, I think Sean delicious. Brock goes there on Mind of a Chef somewhere. But yeah, look up shaved catfish, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's kind of you know, it's like when you're eating fried fish, you're kind of like or fried anything, fried chicken. Yeah. The, the 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 crunchy outside skin part is is the best. The right. inside is good. Eat. Easy, easy. Is Helen Ray's open yet? But you nope. really that. Muy importante. Um, <clears throat> my uh, speaking of fish, yeah. Andre and I went fishing yes, uh, two days ago. We did. Did a full day trip. Went to Catalina. It was not fruitful. No. <laughs> Sadly. But very fun. It was fun. Catalina's a trip. I caught, I caught a few, maybe four fish. I but... caught one. <laughs> it was a bummer. Did you only catch one? No. Oh, I'm dry. I know. You guys were drinking beers or no? Had some beers. We were drinking some beers, eating some shitty boat food. Ugh. Really? That was the best thing. Uh, I don't, I mean, this, I don't know if this is going to be a good story or not, but like, okay, so on the, on the boat, they've got like just a little galley with a plancha and basically all you can get is hamburgers for the most part. Yeah, let's take a glimpse into the world of boat food. But uh, the people around us, I wouldn't say, like, kind of had a low expectation of what food is. And th- mm-hmm. so we had these burgers for lunch because we got the meal tickets included in the Groupon or Living Social or whatever. And so we eat the burger. And it's not the worst thing you've ever eaten, but it really, you know, it's like barely passing. It's, it's definitely like the, the patties came in a cardboard box. Yeah, and they're so gross looking. Food and warehouse. Like gray and meat. And you're just like, uh. but it's fine. They had like Thousand Island and, you know, lettuce and tomato and he toasted the bun. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. But then you overhear like the one guy who's just like, yo, man, it's probably the best burger I've ever had. <laughs> and you look at him and he's like 350 pounds and he's just like wearing all Raiders stuff. And you're just like. <sighs> the part that bummed Raiders. me out was all the people who work on the boat, Ugh. you know, six days a week. Gage was cool. <laughs> the The blonde-haired stony dude was was nice. Who doesn't like a blonde-haired There's stony one dude. guy who was nice. There's always one chill bro on the boat. But, like, the, the these are people who you spend 12 hours on a boat, you know, five, six days a week, and you eat this food for breakfast and lunch. You know, two of your three meals a day are... A bag of chips, uh, a horrible for you, worst bottom of the barrel quality burger or quesadilla. And every single person on that boat was had breakfast and lunch on. Nobody, I didn't see anybody with like yeah. a brown bag. Like you wake no up, banana you know, nowhere? it's it's six fifty nine, and you're eating your bacon egg <sighs> breakfast burrito and and like the worst coffee with powdered creamer. 
and definitely not having any water. And then you the have... guy cooking had seven Sprites while we were hanging <laughs> yeah. out with him. You're just drinking Sprite all day, and then you eat a burger and some chips, and then maybe you'll make a quesadilla, and that's 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 it. I'm surprised these people aren't so fat. But then, I mean, they they weren't not fat. Well, because they're working really hard. They're working hard. Them. They're working hard. He needs those calories, so I was that. Yeah, I think just being on a boat in rough waters is a pretty good workout. For sure. Like, just just the act of not falling on the ground is a decent cardio workout when you're on a boat yeah, in, in choppy seas. You haven't seen them work. prep or, or clean up either. So, like, you're getting them in the middle of their shift. You're not, getting, you're not seeing them in the very uh, beginning, the very end. We saw it all. We saw them scrubbing the starboard side. Yeah, yeah. That's a, They're running up and down, cutting line. But even, I'm just talking about me personally, where, like, oh, yeah. I, I wasn't really doing any work other than standing over the edge of a boat. Mm-hmm. Standing over the edge of your boat, not trying to fall into uh, the Pacific Ocean, was like a decent core workout. So then you can sort of eat like a real piece of something, Sick and uh, and and feel all right. Yeah, and you're always on your feet. You're standing up. Sounds, I know. All yeah, working. That. You know, people will say the standing desk. That's a that's Bush. a trend. I say. Boat desk is going to be the new trend. Just get out there, do your morning emails on a deep sea fishing boat. Sure, you'll have to. Um, you'll have to obviously wait to get back to land, so they'll stay in your outbox until you catch a yeah, signal. Yeah, that's fine. But that's fine. That's good. You get more done. You do get more done. You can read a book. And then we, uh, before we went fishing. Yeah, the real story is the night the before. The real food story was the night before. Oh, where we went down to Irvine, California, home of nothing. And yes, the ant eaters. Home of the O family. Home of the O family. Home of a lot of great Asians. Our friend of the pod, Scott, his office is there. Mother's Market's there. We spent some time there. It's basically sickly sandwich. It's, it's it's like if a city was just not. I don't know. How would you explain Irvine? Beige. Like if somebody who didn't live in the city they were building built a city. Like if some guy lived in like Rhode Island and was just building a city, that would be Irvine. Because he'd be like, "Yeah, let's put that out there. Yeah, let's get a let's get like a shopping mall. Yeah, let's get that. Like nothing, nothing that you kind of actually want." Yeah, like like, like all all cities sort of start organically somehow. Like somebody moved there and like they set up their stakes, and then they're like, "We're gonna we got a gas station, and then we got a McDonald's, and then it kind of grows, and we're gonna get a mall." This is just like here's a twenty mile by twenty mile plot of flat land, and then like one guy just builds a city. Well, literally, it's it's literally, a corporation. It's not even a city. But it, it's it doesn't. It's like did you guys ever play Sim City as a kid? Sure. You know, like how you pull out the little square and you're like, that's a business district, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of pops up. Yeah, that's without, what it is. Like that's like exactly what it is. We're just like Bloop. everything is and partitioned and Bloop. just so. It's yeah. like, like, do you want neighbors? Yeah, but do you want them, like, do you, like, really want neighbors? Do you want them yeah. to be, like, next to you, next to you? No. Nah. Do you want to walk anywhere without driving your car? Nah. Do you want, yeah, it's, like, really insular and, and, and solitary. And there, but there are f- food courts and plaza, and there's all sorts of great cuisines. There are pockets of really good little so restaurants. Once you're there, and you, right. like, park in your, in your mini mall, but that's, like, gigantic. Picture whatever K-Town has. It's, like, those little strip malls, like, like, a hundred times the size, but it's on. It's all like, like in t- super tiny pockets because basically, like the city exists with so many giant malls with yeah. like huge chain restaurants. Like the super tight little Vietnamese like banh mi spots not going to pop up in an area like in a mall that already has like 
the TGI Fridays and yeah. an Edwards Movie Theater. And like, there's so they have to go to like these random areas, little strip malls that kind of like slowly, slowly build. I mean, Irvine's Spectrum is like the the archetypal, um, yeah, like outdoor mall. I think it was one of the first ones. Started this shit. Yeah, oh, the, the can- it's canonical, if you will. Canonical. Well, one thing Irvine does have is a lot of Asian restaurants. Hell yeah, and good. And back in the the vegan days, we went to we would eat there all the time. Yeah. So. Is that where Ollie's Where was Ollie's on? Fountain Valley. Fountain, Fountain Valley. Valley. But we yeah. went to uh, so my uh, my BFF Dano, Korean man. His parents live in Orange County, and we went to Sun Woo Seafood. Sam Woo. Sam Woo. Which is like a chain, but like it's yeah. like you know four or five of them, I think. And just had a ball balling out Chinese meal. Where we had like the birthday Chinese meal. Yes, is what we. Who was we? It was me, Andre, Dan, and Jeff, and, yeah. and Dan's parents. So yeah. we we got to go. <laughs> Damn. We got to really just. It's one of those places. It's like a very like Jonathan Gold kind of place where you would go there and all the fish is in fish tanks on display and whatever you order they bring to your table and like show you before like here's out. what you're going to get here's your crab still alive do you yeah. like this one and you go yeah yeah all right we uh that one's charlie yeah we had yeah we had like the like the sort of crispy skin duck with bows yeah. to start off with which was great a little hoisin and slivered scallion mhm Classic and mm-hmm. delicious, and then a giant platter. But very good. But very good. Very good. For a place that doesn't necessarily just hang their hat as a For duck a seafood place. place. Mm. The skin was super crispy and lacquered, and it was delicious. Dan's dad brought a few bottles of very tight wine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what, what's, what types of wines here? we got some... Californias. Yeah. Some nice Sierras okay. to pair. Mr. O. Um, and then, like, probably, like, 25 giant prawns, which were... The bodies were steamed, still had roe all in there, which is a little weird for me, but... Yeah, they were live, like they, they had the live prawns. And then all of the heads they were cut off and and fried crispy, so you could eat the heads, <laughs> which is my fave. And then the the piece de resistance, 10-pound king crab. What? It's huge. 10-pound king crab. I've never seen giant, a bigger crab like, in my life. You could hold it up with both arms outstretched. We'll have a pick for you. It's like a crab flag. Crab flag. That's insane. Giant, giant crab. I mean, it's a giant crab. Um, brought it out, showed it to the table, took a, you know. It's like dripping wet on the floor. Dripping wet the on the floor, holding a giant live crab. <laughs> it was so weird. It's so scary. It was scary. You know, everyone. Big, and she was like, yeah, you know, t- here it is. Take your selfies. Like, I do this every day. Hurry up. And we we're like, what the hell is going on? And then brought it out where we gave it the thumbs up. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, uh, you know. Lightly dusted, fried, and a lot of ginger. Or not garlic. even ginger, just garlic and Gar- chilies. Garlic and chilies. So it was just a mountain, a huge, you know, a, a plate that was maybe, you know, it was an Uncle Buck crab. Two, you know, it two like and a half Buck feet wide plate. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a plate that was the size of like a large pizza pan and just overflowing with crab. They just cut it up into, into all the crab pieces, kind of ran a knife along the, the slit of the leg so you can get yeah, in there. Sc- yeah, scissored, cut them open. And then so just fried and easy. 
you know, a, a million heads of garlic and chilies just overflowing, and then you just get in there and and munch it up. And, and over rice and whatnot, or yeah, sounds rice. Funny. We had rice, rice on the like side, and then there was a giant. Uh, the, the way it was served to kind of cut it with acid and and herbs and stuff it was it was a big bowl filled with soy sauce, just like a pool of soy sauce, and then on top of the soy sauce. They just floated a bunch of cilantro. Yeah. Straight cilantro. Straight cilantro with stems and everything floating on top of a pool of soy sauce and then like red chilies, fresh red chilies cut up all over it. And you just sort of use that as your salad to kind of cut it. But I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, it would would be so much better if you only had one crab leg. Yeah. But we, you know, it was enough crab for 10 people and it was five of us. More than ten, but yeah, I mean, and, yeah, it, it, an obscene like amount. it was like, and you, you can't that's, not eat it. That's one course too. Yeah, we mm-hmm. like okay. So everybody had a couple pieces, and then you like so all six people at the table probably had one or two pieces, maybe three. And you look at the crab, and it's like it hasn't even been dented. Mm-hmm. And and halfway through, everybody's just kind of laughing and looking at each other because we all know that there's this is not this is not the right way to eat like this is like comically indulgent where you're just like pulling out these huge pieces of crab meat and you're just like uh, and you're kind of like everyone's like are you going to be able to eat it you know as opposed to like oh this is so delicate and delicious and yeah it was a weird way to enjoy one of the greatest foods of all time it was excellent but and also i don't think anybody really put it together how like that this yeah. wasn't the right thing for six and we had a whole duck to just kind of start the meal off with, and then fried rice, salt and pepper squid, pea shoots. Mm. I mean, like it, you need to go fishing the next day, and then the prawns. Yeah, it was nuts. But I would say if you're going prawns. to gorge yourself on a protein, king crab is is the best to do it. Because like <laughs> if you eat two pounds of steak, like you're done for the week. But two pounds of king crab legs, I feel like your body digests it pretty well. It didn't like I. We all woke up the next morning feeling pretty. Yeah, I wasn't not, at all. No, no problem at all. And we went all back. Right. We went back to Dan's house, Dan's parents' house, and drank, you know, twenty-three-year-old scotch and yeah. Macallan, like twenty, twenty-three-year and some Johnny Walker Blue. Had it real nice. No, no cigars. cigars. No cigars. But I mean, we had. We did watch a Black Fly VHS tape from 1997. Oh, so that was so cool. Awesome. That was wild. That's straight. Dan, Dan found that in his. Dan has, like, every, like you know, because his parents like, have kept all his stuff. Like, Dan has everything that he has bought since he was, like, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Like, the Black Fly VHS tape is still there. The spawn figures are still behind glass. His, his pager from high school is on display. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's. Like as opposed to us, who have probably thrown all, either parents have thrown it all away, or you let go of it moving yeah. from house to house. Yeah, it's in it. It's, it's in all a, there. It's, it's in a, a time capsule case. of Dan. Like I picture, like yeah, one of my girlfriends, like you gonna get rid of that? Like yep. yeah, okay. Yeah, you don't was, have to. When like, it's your parents. When you house? go to no. like a, when you go to like an antique store, or like a comic book or a baseball card store, and there's like the six foot tall glass enclosed case with with shelves and all the little memorabilia is on there. Outside, usually it's this rough gray paint. <laughs> <laughs> like this textured sandpaper. Two of those, of <laughs> two of those filled with all of his childhood memories. Like his first DJ mixer with like a metal militia sticker on it. 
You know, just all of, all of your memories. It's such a it's a good idea. Yeah, it's cute. Because I think when you have a house that's big enough, I think it's gonna say yes. Yeah, if it just lives in your living this. room and you have a one bedroom, it's it's gonna be a little yeah. much. But if you can tuck it somewhere in a hallway in your big ass house, it's like a it's a great reminder to have on display. Like you walk by it and you're like, oh yeah, like it's also all of cool- your life is right here. It's also the coolest thing you can see. Um, of somebody who's a good friend of yours, but yeah. you didn't like hang out with in high school. Mm-hmm. You met yeah. later in life. Cause I met Dan, like you know, in, in our mid twenties, right? Yeah. So I get to go back and basically see his whole. It's like this is your life, mm-hmm. and you see it all on display. See the parallels. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. For all of our rich listeners out there, do that. Do that for your kids. Yeah, or if you live anywhere in the country other than L.A. and New York, and you, you can. You probably you, have a little space. You probably have a big ass house, <laughs> and or, you pay half the rent that we do. Or a basement, or a basement. Chuck in the basement. Um, Functional basement. Getting back to food, I'm, Go. I'm going to a little uh, Indian food dinner party tomorrow. What? I don't we know. Just had this conversation about how you're not a huge fan of Indian food, and I'm not. Got to make me jealous. I'm not a huge fan of Indian food, but, but a, fr- a friend of ours is gonna is hosting a small little dinner thing. She's Indian. She's going to make Indian food. I don't know how to make any Indian food. What would you recommend me to make as in like a, an impressive Indian dish that's not like a, a, little, a little addition on the side, like a, like a fun little appetizer or not like a big-ass thing of curry? Or I think you bring a bottle of wine to that and see yeah. your lane, I mean, I, to be uh, honest I think with you. I mean, I, podcast, guys. I have, I have the Mata Joffrey cookbook. I am. I was just, this is, I've, I've this, cooked a lot of Indian food, but... It's kind of, I mean, for the sake of conversation, perhaps, do we? Sure. Well, I have a different... Yeah. Maybe those little onion bun, bungees? Yeah, I mean, something fried. Ooh. Something fried's nice. Actually, you know, any kind of patty or, or pakora or like whatever. Actually, know, like, yeah. Making chutney is really easy. Maybe I could make a yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we made a, a chutney with, with Ann Lee one time. It was really, <laughs> I'm going home. It was really easy. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I mean, I, and it was fun to make. Chutney is fun yeah, to make? Yeah, it's fun to make. Just cook it down. Just the, just get those mangoes and cook it down, baby. Yeah, whatever. You can make all sorts of weird types of chutneys. If it was me, I would go to the cookbook and look at appetizers because there's some, like, in the Ma Joffrey cookbooks, there's, like, all kinds of, like, different kinds of patties and little fried things that you can make that you can do in advance in a batch and then heat up real quick in the oven. And, like, and that, you know, and that way you can get really... When it's a smaller dish like that, you can kind of go really strong on flavors because mm-hmm. it's not a huge curry or a huge dish mm-hmm. so you kind of like have you know and you can hit it on top with some little maybe i should just bring a, a single white truffle and shave that over only my food definitely <laughs> classic <laughs> indian <laughs> fare <laughs> but, you know classic indian well, white truffle well, i listened to an ina gardner podcast and she was talking about dinner parties and the host was really smart to bring to ask her like what you bring to dinner parties like Mm-hmm. something for the next day like don't bring anything for the meal because most likely that person's thought it all through and you don't want crossover and you don't want to outshine that guest even with certain alcohols they probably have it so it's like bring a bottle of white but don't have it chilled so they know like this is for you another time thank you for hosting or like bring mm. a quiche like this is for you because you put all this work into it tomorrow you're gonna wake up that's how uh, thank you very much but i i was Here's actually being thoughtful pizza rolls yeah something that's like, for after we yeah. go home <laughs> she said like chocolate or even like a bag of coffee things like that are good mm. thing yeah. you know something for like the next day that sort of vibe that's why Ayn is the best she's so good uh, she's an angel she is so good talking about making pigs in a blanket and everything 
Oh, Stewie. <laughs> Stewie is getting titillated. That's good. That's a good thought. Well, uh, we all wish we had an, a little Ina around, don't we? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wish I could be the Joffrey. I want to be Joffrey so bad. Uh, uh, they look like they have so much fun together. Because money. Because <laughs> money. <laughs> money and time to do these things. I feel things. like we should get Joffrey, Jeffrey on the podcast. Yeah. That's, that's the one you want to hear that's from. That's the one. I just want to be like, what do you do for a living, Jeffrey? Let's get him ripped on some nice wine and <laughs> let him go. He's got some doubt. And another thing. That bitch, I know. <laughs> she always, when it, she's like, start the barbecue charcoals, but then I do it. Like, she always has to correct me. Like I'm She's not, not going to listen to this. She doesn't care about anything I do. <laughs> but I love I'll her. say she's whatever so I want. good to me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just make mayonnaise, and then it doesn't work, and I break it, and then she hits me. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the garage. That sounds sick, by the way. He spent a lot of time in the garage. He does not spend a lot of time in the garage. The only time Jeffrey spends in the garage is when he has to reorganize the wine cellar. Yeah. Damn. He, he ain't uh, changing out the transmission on the 57. I just meant hiding in the garage. Oh, he yeah. hides there. Well, that's like, what I meant. Not working on cars. Not not redoing brake lines. What, he's got a little TV for Sports Center. Yeah, <laughs> like the old the old portable TVs with the yeah, bunny ears, the black chain. and white, that you tune in. Like you don't. There's mm-hmm. no like channel changer. There's Side like an ventilation. FM dial that you try to get the channel mm-hmm. on. Oh yeah, the ones that weighs like you pick that little guy up and go, oh, it's 75 pounds. What in the world? <laughs> yeah, that's his man cave. That's yeah. the one. It's just I watch Jeopardy on a black and white TV <laughs> in here. the garage. Yeah. It's a little fuzzy. <laughs> We watch our cartoons on in the morning when we were kids. G.I. Joe. Aww. Aww. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I heard a Jay Gold earlier, and mm-hmm. there's a film that came out. I don't know if anyone's seen it. I did see the Jonathan did Gold talk, documentary. You guys didn't talk about it on another podcast that I wasn't I on. Because that happens to me a lot. I don't think so. Came out when I went to Monterey. That's always my fear. Like, okay, did we talk about this thing yeah. on a podcast? It's okay. But, um, City of Gold. City of Gold. City of Gold. Anybody? I saw it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a nice documentary in mm-hmm. that if I did not know anything about Jonathan Gold, I would have really enjoyed. Or L.A. Food. Or mm-hmm. L.A. Food. But yeah. it was kind of... Uh, I'm, I'm, I was glad to see it and buy a ticket and support it because Jonathan Gold is tight. The tightest. But it was a lot of stuff like that I already knew mm-hmm. just because I'm a food fan in L.A. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was cool to see his private life. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what he talks about, if you've lived in L.A. and basically read his columns every week for the last decade, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, you're up to speed with yeah. not only his ethos and his aesthetic, but also the places he's taking, you're, you're seeing him shot in and go mm-hmm. to. Um, the thing that I was I was disappointed in was his vehicle, because you always, no. you always hear about Jonathan Gold, he's got this old, green, ugly pickup truck. And I was expecting it to be like from the 60s or 70s, but it's like a 2002 Dodge Ram. Right. That like it looks mad 90s though. It's super. Yeah, I guess it does look like it. It was like yeah. the truck that like kids would have in high school. I think it's like I think you said it was like a 97. But you you I, you picture just like one of those, you know, those Chevy or Dodge yeah. trucks that's yeah. fully square. It's 12 feet wide. Takes up the whole lane. And it's just like an old there's some rust, there's some rust yeah. damage on it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just like it's it's a twenty eight hundred dollar truck from ninety eight. Right. Oh, it's like a what are you doing driving this car? So, but it's so sick that he. he I like he that. I mean, it. I love that about him. Listen to Tchaikovsky in there, fucking mm-hmm. rolling around town. It, it was interesting to see it's, his children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
They're neat. They are neat. Yeah. They're probably going to grow up to be pretty tight. And also, his entire house is filled floor to ceiling with books. In, Reference in, in, books. In like hoarder level book collection. I just think he uses them. I think it's functional for when he he stumbles upon a new cuisine and and he just and he just deep dives on the history of so he knows what he's talking about. I think he probably has a great fear of not knowing what he's talking about. That's true. Like but I'm sure a lot of writers. those are not cookbooks. I'm sure the a majority of them, of them are not cookbooks. Right. A lot of them were. But like up his staircase, every step on his staircase had 15 books stacked up. So all the walls lined with books. His coffee table in the middle of his living mm-hmm. room. You couldn't put a drink down on it because it's filled with books. Well, his wife, too, though. I mean, he's a journalist, right? I, mean, I know. In that, no, no, no. I know you know. But in <laughs> the sense that like, even before he was a food critic, he was a journalist, you know, writing mm-hmm. for Spin Rolling Stone. And, and I think that mentality, you, you just, you, it, the printed word is what you live with mm-hmm. and what you care about in the sense that whether it's food related or whether it's just general good writing, you're going to have a giant house full of books. His wife is the editor of the arts and entertainment yeah. for LA Times, so I'm pretty sure she's got a stack of books yeah. in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then probably half there's of them. A lot it's of, a literate house. There's a lot of people who have, who, there's a lot of literary people who have homes. But and I don't. I feel like they don't have that. They, they, I mean, maybe you put them away somewhere. They're just tidier. Maybe, and but or maybe yeah. they just have so many books that they really don't have anywhere to put them. I think. I don't but know. It, it, it seems like a nice environment to grow up in as a child. I thought that was awesome. I so you're saying the behind the scenes of his family. I was more intrigued. It's nice to see him having conversations with all the owners. Of the restaurants, right. like oh, I don't know what the people from Jitlada are like, really, and to mm-hmm. hear their story. Uh, Roy Choi has nice anecdotes. Just I can't remember the the San Gabriel Valley people, but just to see those owners and to get their take, it's like how nervous they were when he came, how much they affected his business, and having that take was yeah. was really refreshing because it's just like oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Like how much he's he's beloved here. Most food writers are just like, ugh, you'll talk shit. I've never heard anybody talk shit on Jonathan Gold in the restaurant from a restaurant owner's perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, yeah, a, he's like a champion. People will be like, this is this random dude like saved my business. Like my kids are in college oh, because yeah. of him writing an article about my restaurant, and it's so cool. Well, I remember seeing a dig, um, a dig review of the movie saying that. Because Jonathan Gold doesn't really go negative, he just doesn't review the restaurant if it's not good. Mm-hmm. And he mentions he's like, you know, I probably go to ten restaurants and I review like two or three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that somebody's saying without that balance, like, I, well, without seeing him destroy a place or go really negative, I don't know. I don't have a balance for it. And I thought that was ridiculous. So, so stupid. Where it's like, what do you like? People really want that Schadenfreude of seeing something just torn apart violently. Absolutely. And it's like, that is not him, and that's the greatest thing about him, is that it's one of those, well, if I don't have anything nice to say, I'm not going to write about it, because there's too many good places that deserve, like, hey, exactly. you should go, you should patronize this place. Mm-hmm. It's excellent, they're doing something interesting. And yeah. also, if you if you do follow him, and you know his writing style, you can sort of tell, read between the lines. Exactly. Yeah, where like he's not odium. super pumped. And, like, and very, like, um, you know, uh, it's a polarizing example, but like when you watch Guy Fieri on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, the same thing where like he doesn't say anything bad about any place. Right. because, But you can sort of tell in the body language and the questions he's asking 
like whether he's like actually he's like yeah super solid yeah like you can tell like if you get a hug it's good if he just if he just says yeah that's a burger all right man good job (laughs) you know it's not super pumped you could yeah you can tell if it's if it's tight or not so yeah and you have to do that or otherwise like it's very fun to talk shit on restaurants behind closed doors but if you but it it sucks when you're friends with everyone and it's your world and your business and your career you have to sort of keep it on the positive tip and and say nice things and mm-hmm. you know I guess it's the same thing for all art forms you know your world I'm but, sure yeah every every world is the everyone world. you know publicly is just like great job cool support blah 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 and then you know when you're with your friends you're all you're doing is just talking shit on everyone else mm, yes. Well, I, I I also get even when you hear him talk about music like on podcasts, like when he's been on Food Is a New Rock, he's got this thing where he doesn't really trash things, because I think, in my opinion, you know, I'm a huge Jonathan Gold fan. The guy's so intelligent that it it just becomes obvious what's bad, mm-hmm. and it's like, why are we even talking about something that's bad when it's just so obvious? Like, is this a discussion? Of course, that's horrible. Right. Like, yeah. let's talk about something good and interesting and why it's good. Mm-hmm. It's true. I like so, that. Take the high road. Lastly, guys, best thing we ate all week. Closing her up. It's What's gonna be a tough one for me. Who wants to go first? I mean, I'll I'll go first. I w- I will. I, I'm gonna have to go the king crab. Yeah. The king crab was three hundred dollars total. <laughs> three hundred dollars. I wasn't gonna mention that, but you did. Three hundred dollars. You know, king crab when done correctly. It's just so dang good. It makes lobster look like lunch meat, man. It it was it was it was tight. It's a lot of money. Makes me wonder how much those bottles were. Ooh la la, Mister O, you're a god. I will say, and Mrs O, I I liked it a lot. It was not my favorite meal, and I also, when you think of that price tag, I don't know if it's 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 like I said, it's a birthday restaurant. Mm-hmm. You go there, it's almost it's it's comical like how decadent it is and huge and mm-hmm. but like a three hundred dollar steak from Kispaka? Mm-hmm. Give me I mean a break, like dude. that that's something that's that true. where it's like that crab was good. I feel like I've had small dungeness that some of the meat was kinda like even sweeter and a little bit like mm-hmm. the texture was a little more delicate and it was amazing to do and I was so excited and grateful to get to eat that crab. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Okay. But um, mine was, which I place I thought I had been, um, but Humji Park. Mm-hmm. The Throw ribs word. from Humji Park were so good. Mm-hmm. Humji Park, the Korean restaurant. Yeah, that we were talking about last LA, week with Josie Kitchen. I almost went. I'm sorry. I had to pull out. Yeah. Humji Park ribs are dang, dang delicious. And the place I thought I had been, that w- that I, the place that I had been that I thought was that, is now in hindsight very obviously hard ripping off very trying to do that mm. like from the look and the taste but nowhere near as good but just from the char on the ribs that mm. kind of sweet gojujang not too spicy uh, just spicy enough unbelievably good Wash i wanted down to eat there the, again the next with day with a cold, cold bottle of height oh yeah and some soju mm-hmm. you plan our next family outing a new a, a stew meal yeah we should, we should go to crawford's next oh i agree i was down to go on that monday we should right, go soon. We'll go. Sorry, we'll listeners. Go. Crawfords, you go. We would like to hear your thoughts on Crawfords via Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, mine Steve, was, what you so, got? So last night, I was hoping there'd be... Was it last night? 
the night prior, two nights ago. For also, the you went to Odium. I went to Odium. You went to Odium. Yeah. Whoa. It's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that next time. I think. I think okay. We ran out of time. I was going to do it. I have photos. I can't remember everything. I need the photos to, to remind me of what we ate because we ate like we ate. We did, did not, it. Did we you did not it hold back? so right. What do you mean? Did oh you, no! It was the staff like, meal. It was like the owners. And, the owners and myself. No, why did I say staff meal? Like staff, like our staff at Burger Lords. Oh, got it. So okay. it was like flex zone. It was like when a yeah. chef goes on on Vice Munchies and you go to the restaurant and you. So they knew you were coming and all. Oh that yeah, stuff. And they're like, we're gonna send out a bunch of cool stuff and, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kill you with. Speaking Wait, of gold, everyone should go. By the way, Gold just reviewed it and said it might be the most interesting restaurant in LA right now. It's got it's and it is. He was right. It's 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 in its total infancy. I think he he said it on the the podcast that you told me about the Bon Appetit. I think he did. He mention Odium. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I list, that's why I looked up the review. It's like I felt because it was getting so much buzz, I needed to like chime in. And very rarely does he go to um, review a restaurant so soon after it's opening mm-hmm. but he's like I kind of had to so he's mm-hmm. like I think he had mentioned alluded to like there's so much potential here like he's just getting started mm-hmm. even to the down of the fact of it there's getting to know um, the ins and outs and the intricacies of like that wood fire oven it's like it sometimes it takes a long time to season it aka master it yeah. to understand like what you what you can do with it sure so uh, that makes a lot of sense but it, it was fantastic the whole staff's great he's Timothy Hollingsworth is the nicest, coolest guy. You would never know. He doesn't even strike you as a chef. It's so calm in there. It's so Former clean. Former chef de cuisine at French Laundry. For years. And... Like, it's, that's like one of the most open, immaculate kitchens I've ever seen. But it's, it, and it's full of opulence and affluence, but it's not. It's, right. it's totally humble and, and nice and services. Did you guys get regular. the vlogger off funnel cake? Oh, good God. Yeah. That was fantastic. All right. We'll save it next week. Next week. Everybody. All right. Fine. Fuck Yeah. So, uh, right. funnel cake just. Strands. It looks like um, like a a big like the base, the funnel cake base. It looks like a big like rice cracker, in a sense. Like it's mm-hmm. really like like where it's like woven and in the, the funnel cake. You know, it's not like a mound. It's you know, you can't even really call it. It's like the funnel cake batter, like stripped around and right. in like a ring form. Form. Um, strawberry balsamic. Ring, ring foam. Ring foam. Ring mold. Um, God, I took a photo. Strawberry balsamic shaved. Um, Fennel was probably like the only raw thing on there. It's very necessary for crunch because the foie is in foam form, yep. which is really nice because the, you've got the texture of the funnel cake, which has got some crunch to it, but the fennel that has crunch to it, and the strawberry balsamic that goes so well with the foie gras. And um, I might be leaving out a component, but it's great. It was It's tough because Fred and Max... The brothers of the restaurant, they're both vegetarian. Yes. So whenever meat things came out or he'd like flow, it's like, oh, here's these like, these cur- green curry prawns I've been working on. And so Kevin and I look at each other like, whew, here we go. Just like lose a button. Eating for like, two. Damn, it was, it was great. <laughs> lamb dish, like, oh, that's a lot of lamb. All right, here we go, Kev. It's just, ooh, mama. That's nice. It was just never ending. Curry, it, pay, it pays to eat prawn. God, I'm trying to think of so, Oh, the Putinesca, which I've had. I went in there for lunch one time, and I think – Gold mentioned it. It's like one of the most deliciously simple, fresh. I think it's vegan. There's no cheese. Scratch pasta. I think it might be egg. Sardine or yeah. little seafood. It didn't, no. I think mm. it was like toasted walnut and this beautiful uh, handmade uh, pasta that was kind of in the shape of a, of a, of like an octopus tentacle. Like a curve that has these weird little nubs on it. It's so neat. So very, very light. Nice Castle of Trava olives, so it wasn't too briny, but it was still there. Really fresh. Like That was like the one rustic dish. Nice portions. God, it was great. The wine was fantastic. 
his brother does the the bar menu, which I didn't realize. Mm. Super cool guy. I didn't know that either. Brian, I believe is his name, gave us some tasty gin variations that he'd been working on. It was a so the best thing was, you ate was this entire meal. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It's, that's why it's too hard to choose. The one that's fresh in my brain because I, I was like a double. The, my favorite thing was probably the funnel cake or yep. the putanesca because I but I'd had it before. But uh, the thing that's been that's just I can't get out of head is last. So the other day we had the fish fry. I went to Cacao and I had them make me like thirty six fresh tortillas because they're three bucks for a dozen. Mm. Like, oh, that's a good deal. And I forget that every time I go to Cacao, I eat two tacos and I get so full because their tortillas are scratch. Yeah, and it's just so intensely filling. So just even that tortilla, I made a, a tartar sauce. Because there might be fish, but I, oh, but I, tartar sauce. but I went when I got the text and I was right by Trader Joe's and I slid to Trader Joe's and I got this asada from there because yeah. I was too lazy to go to like another market, and I put the asada mixed with tartar sauce with the scratch tortilla and tons of cabbage was very good. I bet because the, like the cabbage crunch that did like the chopped onion and cilantro, avocado from cacao, which is like the top top for me. Or sorry, guac from cacao. Mm-hmm. Best guac. Best guac. I've astonishingly Could consistent. So hard to make guac the same every time, and they do it every single day, and they so run out of it. It's just so sad. Yeah. I leave when they don't have it in the deli case. I was like, well, this isn't going to work for me. So I just go, some- <laughs> I go somewhere else. I, for real, I, yeah. Because it's like a coin toss. So I go to cacao or I go to like public house across the street, the Eagle Rocks bar, or which Oinkster. is really good. Or Oinkster, yeah. And if they don't have guac, I just don't go. <laughs> but uh, man, just making that. Scra- just the scratch tortilla with just butter the next day. Mm. God damn, it's really good. Mm. Really, really good. And they wrap it in, in foil. So, we, I mean, I got that stuff at four, and it you still it still would have been warm for you when you guys came yeah. over. If you had come at like eight, it would have been good. What you, Stewie's talking about is our big plan, because Stewie had to work, he couldn't go on the fishing trip, is that we were going to bring home this giant bounty of fish <laughs> to immediately fry and we didn't have any fish. I was gonna. To I was gonna be the one that had like the house, yeah, had the and, house and everything. I was gonna get the oil, which we've done, fryer. Be, which we have done before after fishing mm-hmm, trips. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. was not that trip. And it would have been nice to have like one guy back to like have it all ready to go, which would have been me because like oh bummer I couldn't go. Which and was you, good guy Stewie. I would have been came sick through hard. And you guys were so. I don't think you realized like how long it takes to cat, go to Catalina and then come back. So you guys were there for a long. Your day was much longer than any of us anticipated. We thought we were coming in around one. Then we found out we were planned to come in at five, and then we didn't get in until six thirty because the captain kept the boat out late. So it was kind of a triple whammy. Yeah. Plus, you just gas. I mean, after those days, you're you're, you're super mangled. Moral of the story: Don't let Jeff carne asada <laughs> carne asada taco with tartar sauce. Super good. And I make tartar sauce. I put tons of like paprika and weird stuff when I know I'm just gonna be like Mexi style, you know, like because mm-hmm. I made rice and beans and stuff. Well, that makes sense because because uh, really beef and pickle is a, one of my favorite combos. Oh yeah, it yeah. worked. It was nice. But man, I'm sorry. Oh, the, that fennel cake. I mean, it's back and forth. That thing might be the one. Right. Dessert course. Oh, la, la. So it's either a foie gras fennel cake from Odium or Trader Joe's carne asada with tartar sauce. <laughs> it's a tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> the tortilla was the thing. So yeah, tortilla, tortilla and butter. The tortilla Woo. at cacao. That tortilla is bananas. Woo! It is so good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. TheStewPodcast.com is our website. Uh, check out some of these restaurants we went to. Sun, Sun Woo, Sam Woo, Sam Woo Seafood in Irvine. OTM oh, in downtown Lord. LA. Cacao in Eagle Rock. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's in Eagle Rock. You can find those all over the world. <laughs> you can follow me on social media at them jeans. 
Stewie Stewart. Stewie Stewart. Under Stewie Stewart. no social media. Hello to all of our moms. And Hi, we will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Happy East. That was yesterday. Yeah. No, Easter is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Should have talked about Easter. We didn't. Bye. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.